0: You're not going to support Millwall. You're not going to support Fulham. Yeah. You're not going to support Charlton. You're going to support the best South London team, Palace. It's very similar to stand-up yeah. now, I would say, about rap. I was trying to make people laugh when I was yeah. when, when I was doing it. Um, I didn't realize that I was, you know, blooding myself to become a comedian. Is, is he asking me this with a serious <laughs> face? Wait, what Seriously, the hell are you talking about?
1: Hello, I'm David Vianic. And I'm Specs Gonzalez. And this is Stripped, brought to you by William Hill.
2: In this show, we talk to celebrity guests as we get nostalgic looking back at retro football shirts that made us fall in love with the game. That's right, our guests picked four shirts
1: that tell a story of their life. Mm-hmm. The first one, the haunted one, the unforgettable
2: one, and the named one. We've got a special guest today. Mm-hmm. He's an actor, a comedian, and a former. That's right. That's my rules, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Doc Brown. Ah, Doc Brown. Nice. What's going on? How's it going, man? What a pleasure. This Come is on. awesome. I want to ask you this year, because when people ask you, like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. What is your answer? Because Me and Vood, we
0: can't find the an answer. So hard, man. So man. hard. Uh, well, my dad used to say, if you can't describe your job in mm. one word, it's not a job. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> <That's good. laughs> so I would always say I'm an entertainer, because that's what I've done. Mm. You know, like, I was a youth worker, one word. You know, <laughs> and then 2008, I got on stage for the first time and tried stand-up and I've been an entertainer ever since then. I don't think I do anything else other than entertaining but, people. But The thing is, when we say entertainer, what, they, 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 their reply is, oh, uh,
2: how do you make money? And mm. then, then we feel like we've got to explain.
0: Yeah, but, you know, at the same time, you can say, bro, it's none of your business. I gave it's you an true. answer. I gave you a straight true. answer. I'm an entertainer. Entertainer. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. Or if I wanted to get deep, I'd say I'm a, a writer performer. Oh, you know? okay, okay. Um, because I, I whatever I'm yeah. doing is either writing or performing. So yeah. I put I put a slash in the middle to keep my dad We don't, we don't really
1: write though, do we? But we, we don't. No, we don't. Sometimes when you rap. In your mind though. I write in my mind, in my mind man. My mind. There you go. Oh, whole yeah. Maybe you could just
0: say to people, I'm talent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm t- <laughs> I am talent. <laughs> winging it. I think winging, winging it. it. Winging Sometimes it. I say it. winging it. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm well, just... we're all doing that. <laughs> Making it work. We're all doing that.
2: Obviously, this is shit and we're, we're looking back at retro football shirts mm. and you're a Palace fan. Mm. Went with the first shirt, Crystal Palace, home, uh, 96 to 98.
0: And for me, what stands out with this shirt is the, the, the TDK. I was a Ooh. big fan of tapes, man. I mean, that was the last time T-D-Uk. we had a, a, a cool sponsor. Mm. TDK yeah. was cool. It reminded you of music. It was like when we had Virgin Atlantic, It just something about it seemed yeah. like aspirational. And Humve. <laughs>
2: H- <laughs> H- yeah.
0: HMV HMV But you know Arsenal, Arsenal had JVC Legendary. You know again <laughs> like, o- like audio Kind of just Something about it Felt mm, cool right mm. Other teams just had Beers and stuff Like Liverpool had Crown Paints Crown Paints And, in, yeah. and, Crown Ca- Paints. and, Carlsberg. and then Carlsberg And then Carlsberg oh, Yeah another yeah. beer Classic but
1: um, this shirt, you know, nice colour. It's almost got lines within lines. Yeah, tra- mm.
0: this in a way it's traditional and modern. It's like mm. a proper palace shirt, in my opinion, other people disagree, should have a lot of red and a lot of blue yeah. in in equal measure. Yeah. I don't like it when it's like a big load of red with little bits of blue like or a, little, a big right? load of blue with little bits of red. Yeah. That to me is just not palace. Mm. Mm. Stripes, come on, however you want to do them is fine. And that's, that's like you're saying, it's like lines within lines, so they've... They've, they've they've modernized it that, that season and made it a little bit more detailed and interesting. Mm. Then you have got the collar as well. The collar. No, yeah, the colours. Some people don't like collars. I I don't always like them, but if they're done well, it it can really you know accentuate. A this kit. is
1: done well, I reckon. I think it's done got well. I think it's a classic
2: kit. This is classic yeah. It's like 90s. It's nineties.
0: Nineties. Yeah.
2: Well, I have to ask you. I know everyone's asked you this, but I mean, you're from North London. I'm from mm. North London. Yeah. Oh, you got Arsenal. You have got Tottenham. But you you went with Palace. How come? Mm.
0: Well, I mean, first off, I never felt any affinity to Arsenal or Tottenham because I was from North West London. So my local team was QPR. Um, Right. My dad was a Palace fan from Croydon, so that was pretty straightforward. My mum was also South East, Lewisham, Brockley. So all my family was South East London, but they moved to North West. So that's where I grew up. So I already had the South East connection. And then it was really down to my first sort of footballing experiences, live football experiences. The guy who lived in the flat beneath us was a huge Liverpool fan. And I used to go down to his flat after school, waiting for my mum to get home and watch all his old... He had all these old VHS's of Liverpool. You'd get those VHS's like summing up the season or... He had like 50s ones, 60s ones, 70s ones. So I'd just watch them all. I knew so much about Liverpool by the age of like nine. It's crazy.
2: Liverpool were the team. Yeah, they were the, yeah, the greatest team, team in the world.
0: Nice, yeah. um, and then one season, 1988, he asked my mum if he could if if I wanted to go with him to QPR because they were playing Liverpool. Ooh. I was like, please let me go. Now, this guy, was he was also a raging alcoholic, so it's a bit like risk. <laughs> my mum was a bit like, meh. I was like, please, <laughs> please, please. Because I've never seen live football before. So she let me. He takes me down to Loftus Road, and it was, uh, I mean, it's still standing days, it's still, you know.
1: Yeah, terraces.
0: It was, like, and I'm little, like waist height, you know, <laughs> it was just so mad. He's off with his mates drinking, and um, I'm like, I need to get closer, because I can't see anything. There's all these big, fat men around me. So I'm weaving through this this crowd, and I get down to the um, front, and at Loftus Road, it used to just be like, it's like a wall, like that high. Hmm. and then. The touch line. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So once I got down the front, it was like amazing, the feeling. And there was a, I was near the halfway line and a ball went out for a throw. And Steve Nichol, left back, came running up to take it and he was too far forward. So John Barnes comes over, he's like, no, 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 hang back, hang back, I'll take it. And he came, and he picked up the ball, turned his back to, to do the throwing. And I was like that far away from the, the 10 on his shirt and I was just like... I love this sport, <laughs> but I need a team. Do you know what I mean? Oh. And I just immediately instinctively thought, it's too obvious, Liverpool. It's too obvious. So
1: at that age, you were already thinking quite differently. Even at that age, I was just like, that's... Like, nah, it's too big. I, yeah,
0: I don't have, and I don't have any connection apart from this man, like John Barnes. I loved him so much. Yeah. So my dad was like, Palace, you should go to Palace. Experience it. I was about 90. But what made it like equally just an easy decision was that at Loftus Road, I experienced so much racism. Okay. Yeah. And, and then at, at, at Palace, there was like an anti-racism drive when I went. And, and then the team was like three quarters black. Okay. They had Andy Gray, Eric Young, John Salako, Ian Wright, Mark Bright. It was crazy. It's like the Palace team now, now It's like mm. mainly black
1: mm.
0: with a white keeper. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we were good. Yeah. We were good. And I just felt welcome. It felt like home immediately. The, the issue was going to school in Cricklewood. I just couldn't. I didn't have the, I didn't have the nuts to like say who I supported. Because back then, football was such a bragging rights thing. Like, you'd get gunned if your team got beat the night before. It still you know, goes on now. It still goes on, yeah, in school. <laughs> and that season, of course, we got beat 9-0 by mm, Liverpool mm. at Anfield and missed a penalty. <laughs> and someone who I'd obviously confided in said, oh, you know, Ben's a, he's a Palace fan. He's a Palace fan. Like, oh, why have you told him? And I just got rinsed by all the Liverpool 9-0. kids. 9-0. 9-0. And then something magical happened which solidified my love for Palace Forever, which was we got to the semi-final of the FA Cup, the same season, drawn against Liverpool at Villa Park. And obviously everyone was like, well, was I mean, they beat them 9-0 it was a few It's gonna be 10 now. <laughs> there's no way Palace are getting anything out of this game. And we ended up beating them 4-3. And it was one of the most legendary Palace performance. And we got to the cup final against Manchester United and we're within a kick of beating them 3-2. But, what year was um, this? 1990. Yeah, okay. Mark Hughes equalised at the end to make it 3-3. It went to a replay. The FA Cup final on a Wednesday night.
2: FA Cup final had a, re- <laughs> yes, <kids. laughs> a
0: replay? Yes, kids. This happened. Wednesday night. <laughs> we played in yellow and black stripes. Never saw that kit again. Dortmund. Lost, yeah. <laughs> lost 1-0. Man United go to the Cup Winners' Cup. Doesn't exist anymore. Do really well. We finish in the the old First Division, which became the Premier League, third, right? Third, higher than uh, United, higher than uh, uh, Everton. Then the following season, they announce there's going to be a Premier League. Going to change football forever. Everyone in this Whoa. First Division is going to join the Premier League. It's going to be rebranded. And what happens? Man United win the Premier League. We get relegated and we become a yo-yo team from then on. And it's only now that we've come so back. are you saying that if, if, if there's no What prim- I'm saying to you, Specs, <laughs> I'm talking about sliding doors. I'm talking about empires. I'm talking about the way <laughs> football can grow and change in ways that people can never imagine. Mm. You know, where was Man City back then? Oh, Probably yeah, playing in third division or something. Yeah, of course. If we'd have won that FA Cup, we would have gone Cup Winners' Cup. We would have played European football. We might have been rubbish. But we would have had that experience, mm. we would have attracted better players, we would have come back, mm. we would have been a power. We finished third in the old First Division, a year later, that would have been Champions League. <gasps> See what I'm saying? Ah. So you feel hard done by but him. it just went yeah. the other way for us.
1: Sometimes that's life though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You just never know where it's going to go.
0: It's like, who would have thought after Man United won that inaugural Premier League and then went on to win so many mm. titles, mm-hmm. that they would just disappear? and their old rivals, City, mm. would just come, come out you know, you and never, never. who would have thought, like, the last, the last game of last season, mm. I was at Selhurst Park watching us play Man United, I never had any doubt that we'd beat them, mm. and we just beat them 1-0, like, swat, like it's like swatting a fly, just like, just get, just get <laughs> that done, let's yeah. go on holiday. That would have been unheard of yeah. in the 90s and early 2000s. Man United were probably the best team on the planet. Mm. But football's like that. It operates in empires. And anyone who thinks that uh, they're just sorted for life, like City, like their uh, uh, owners walk away, they're, back, they're, in, they're, li- they're, they're, they're back, back in League Two. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs> Where they belong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's life. It's like a metaphor, isn't it? Football's a metaphor for absolutely, life. Absolutely, absolutely. Empires, fall of empires.
0: So I've just... It's a long answer, but I found it easy to, to love Palace. Mm. Just because of how welcome I felt, and it's still now, you know, I'm so welcome at, at that club. When I go there, it's just a beautiful feeling. So so
2: even though you feel hard, hard done by it, mm. I mean, that was obviously 1990, should have been a Champions League, sorry Palace. But <laughs> six years down the line, seven years down the line, you go and
0: sign Lombardo, who ah. for me was, that's one of, you know, the or best signings. Yeah, I mean, the greatest signing of my life as a Palace fan, I mean, my favourite players and the best players were the ones that are dearest to my heart have mm. come through the academy, so they don't really count as sign-ins. But Lombardo was... And we've not signed anyone like his sort of level and stature before or since. It's, it's difficult to explain to kids, but at that time, Serie A, like Italian football was... That was the pinnacle of football. <laughs> it's mad yeah, telling I mean. kids that
1: now. Like, you know Serie A yeah, yeah, was better understand. than Prem. They'll be like,
0: What? <laughs> Prem Prem was where would it stand probably 3rd just or equal of Bundesliga but it was it like La Liga and Serie A were, yeah. they, were what, they were miles above yeah. Yeah. miles above and Serie A was the greatest because AC Milan teams like that could attract the greatest players in the world AC Milan was like the Dutch national team it was like mm-hmm. Wolves being the Port- <laughs> Portugal B team <laughs> yeah. um, they were like the Dutch A team i mean it's it was a crazy time, and for him to come when he still had legs, it was surreal. Mm. To he, see ended, him he ended up being
2: a um, player manager as well, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, briefly. Um, but player, <laughs> player manager—has manager. it ever worked? Bringing that back, man. Was I it, think we should bring we it had, back. We have? We had Lombardo. If we, if we bring it back, we should him. have like Rush keeper bring it <laughs> as well. Like. <laughs> I think <laughs> there's a keeper where did that come from
2: <laughs> as well. <laughs> I don't know, wait. I like,
1: think we should do a few things. Like, I think we should let like the manager come on as well, like the actual man. I get crunched. Klopp and Pep should just be able to come on as a 12th player. Or maybe like, bring influencers in, like one influencer per (laughs) team.
0: No, but you never, he said
1: football changes. Yeah. Or maybe like a fan, whoever catches the, if a fan catches the ball, he gets five minutes.
0: Nice. Nice. I mean,
1: just, just, I think that would be sick. Mm. Because, why not?
0: Yeah, I mean the the, the 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 kind of crazy stuff that is in football right now might as well get crazy. Well, like
1: maybe someone has to wear shoes.
0: <laughs> or, like one player has to wear. So someone's got to wear brogues.
1: Someone's got to wear one of these. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, there's so the many f- ways. fans would hack it. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be mad. So many ways you could just make it more g- gamified a little bit. What I noticed about this shirt that you've bought in mm. is it is signed by the whole team, yeah. I believe. How the hell did that happen?
0: The entire first team, that's, that's why I brought it in, in a way, because it's very cherished. It's it's my most unique top out of like 40 shirts that I own. Hmm. Um, and it was just a very generous gift. It's actually been played in. It's, it's been played in as I well. You'll even see a little bit of 90s mud on the on the number eight. <laughs> the number eight on the back, because the number eight uh, that season was my friend, Saji Burton, who was in my class at school, in, Northwest London in Cricklewood, but he, he he played for Palace from like 94 to 99, what? but he never really broke into the first, he did play in the first team, few times, handful of times, but didn't really get like a regular run or anything like that. Um, but yeah, before he left for Peterborough where he did have a, a, a decent career, he he gave me that shirt, got it signed at the end of the season by everybody. And um yes, yeah, kind of special, man, because, like, who knows a professional footballer? Like, we might meet them mm. through being entertainers, by luck, being at an event or something. But as a kid, you know, you had loads of friends who did trials and people got close. But it's very rare to actually know someone who genuinely made it. And mm. he made it. Big, tall, hard defender. Yeah, shout out to Saji for giving me that shirt. That's a, a very generous gift.
1: Do you know a footballer, like, you grew up with? they um, are like, ah, oh, I can just shout at him. It's hard, you know. It's hard to meet footballers. Yeah, they're they any friends Ryan, of them. Man.
0: Every yeah, no. single kid wants Joe to Cole, be a footballer, man. but who makes it? Mm.
2: Yeah, Anyone? yeah. Yeah. One of my clo- my closest friend was Ryan Smith. He was at Arsenal, um, and he ended up playing in America and stuff. But yeah, it's just wow. Joe Cole went my school, and I knew him. But once he once mm. he actually made it.
0: Ryan Smith.
2: Yeah, Ryan Smith. I feel like he
0: might have turned out for us one season. Yeah. A Did
2: he? He might I've have. You know, done. He might have. the yeah, name have,
0: fell, so. Yeah. So, play five times for Palace. There you is go. it? I knew it. My boy
2: played for Palace. There you go. I forgot about it, Ryan. Come on, Ryan. Smith. That was my boy. That's I, like I knew my I close friend. That name. Close friend, same area, same school. Wow. Oh, there you go. He, he, do you know what I didn't understand? In school, we'll have exams. But he ain't there because he's got to go to England. <laughs> I, I've never understood that. Like, well, you're going to play for England, but we've got exams. But he's allowed to go. Yeah. That's what I was uh, Maybe education's. It's not real. Mm. You know what I mean? You know? <laughs> <know>? <laughs> I, like Australia, <laughs> It's like Australia, isn't it? So the Palace, you know, go through, they go, they get relegated. Was mm. it 95, 96? I think it was 95 season, yeah. And then they come back, they come back 96, 97? Yeah, we I mean, yeah, were kind of up times. and down. Was that the times where you started thinking about battle
0: rap? Or was that when battle rap began? Oh, uh, that's a good <laughs> question. Um, it might have been a similar time. I was definitely like spitting. I was writing rhymes, rapping with my brother keeping it quite private. But I think it was maybe around 98, 99. Because 98, I used to go to M- Mudlums, which was like a big rap battle um, in Dingwalls in Camden.
2: Dingwalls? You know, Dingwalls. did DJ the other day still going on there? Yeah, still there. Still there. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and I also used to go to Apricot Jam, which would have been closer to you, which was at the garage in Highbury. Highbury, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And they used to have big battles at those, those places. And it, it was at Mudlums where my friends were like, you can do this, you know, your mates who knew you could rap, they were like, you, you can do this, you should sign up, you should sign up. So I, I don't think it was long after that, maybe 98, 99, something like that.
2: Everybody rapped. Everyone was writing bars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you wrote bars. Yeah, 100%. I was, I was so invested. I used to go to Jump Off.
0: Yeah, I was a three-time Jump Off champ. What? Yeah. Three yeah. times? Three times in a row, yeah. That means you destroyed people on stage? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I still remember one guy, Rocky, his name was. I, I remember the line God. That, that, <laughs> that, that, that took him apart. I don't remember how I said, like, what the rhyme was. Because oh, okay. in those days, it was actual freestyle. You had to, like, improvise. Oh. And if, if the judges thought you'd written it, you'd get disqualified. Oh, Completely amazing. different. Amazing. Not as good, not as good as back, how battles yeah, are yeah. now. So it's way better now to actually prepare, because freestyles hit and miss, isn't it? It's like sometimes yeah. it's good. But if you do hit on a line when you're free, actually freestyling, it's amazing. Yeah. And it was, it was th- this one, like he was cussing me about being mixed race. He was black. And then when I came back at him, I said the most embarrassing thing about this battle is that I didn't even engage my black half. I beat you with my white half. <laughs> I can't remember how I said it, but it just the roof came off, and I was like, "I know I'm I'm champ today." Sick. Like, there's no way I'm losing this final. Sick. And then Professor Green came along, and oh. that, that was that was my jump off life over. Really, he I was just he, he just beat everybody. He just,
2: yeah, he just completely. Really? Oh, yeah. I remember watching him battle against Jin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who was like Asian. another guy who's considered, considered one of the yeah, best in the best. world at that time. Yeah, my well, battle rap was. I mean, I still watch it now, but battle rap was. I, I wanted to be a battle rapper. But I, for me, it was, I, I, I have to get the reaction from the crowd. Mm. If not, I will start sending for myself
0: <laughs> on the stage. It's very similar to stand-up yeah. now, I would say, about rap, because... I mean, it was when I was doing it in that I was trying to make people laugh when I was, mm. do, when I was doing it. Um, I didn't realise that I was, you know, blooding myself to become a comedian. I had no idea that I would ever do comedy. But um, now it really is, it's like a mix of stand-up and boxing. Because you'll find your opponent, you'll get sent off just like a boxer would for like months to prepare for three rounds, you know. But then it's like comedy in that you're writing these, these cutting comments that feel like the truth in order to, to make a crowd, to get a, either a huge shock or laugh from a live audience.
2: So the next shirt we talk about is the Haunted one. Mm. You picked the Columbia Home 1998 shirt. I know you've got it, Vuj. I don't, you know? Is it? <laughs> it's a beautiful shirt. It's an amazing shirt. But I don't have it. Oh, I'm surprised. I
0: know, <laughs> I know. Why this shirt, man, Doc? Yeah, I mean, uh, the Haunted, Haunted, mm. I, I, there's so many of the shirts I have, uh, uh, have haunting memories attached to them, mainly because Palace have been relegated so many times. Mm. Um, but I thought I'd go for 98 because, and it's not so much about the Columbia shirt, mm. because I love that shirt. And it's, it's got Valderrama on the back, and I love him. He's banging, bro. Um, and I, I've got a lot of time for just C- Columbia in general. Like, my, one of my best friends moved there. He was the one that gave me that shirt. He moved there about 12 years ago. You know, I've, I've been over to visit him a few times, so I feel a sort of affinity with Columbia. So it's mm. not so much that the shirt itself haunts me but 98 haunts me a little bit because as an England fan I just thought it was the best England that I'd ever seen maybe still to this day I don't know like we were so good yeah especially up top we had Sheeran Sheringham and Michael Michael Owen we were so good that Kevin Phillips and Ian Wright couldn't get a sniff in that team and if you look at the stats from those seasons, Ian Wright and Kevin Phillips were banging goals, yeah. in goals every every single game. So it was an incredibly strong team. The midfield was strong, the defense was strong, you know. And Glenn Hoddle like, had us playing in an exciting way on the front foot. And that Argentina game, yeah, it just haunts me. Like Michael Owens scored one of the greatest goals, if not it's the, like the a, greatest goal it's of like his a career.
2: Yeah, it was bang. It's amazing <laughs> to see a
0: little kid do that, just, yeah, yeah, and he was a kid and he was little. Yeah. Go round like these defenders, like they weren't there. Then obviously the Beckham sending off, the disallowed goal, which was just like, oh, it was so painful, man. And then of course Glenn Hoddle said some crazy stuff and he lost his job. And it, We were never that good again until Southgate. Mm. Like it was, it was like 20 years, 20 years later. more pain. It mm. was a lot of pain as well. You know I mean, have. like right in my era of like yeah. loving football, loving England. Like, so that's why it's more the year associated with that shirt that, that it haunts me. It was a good tournament though, I thought. Great tournament. Well, France. France. We've, probably,
1: we've spoken about it mm. a few times I think, on a show in the Yeah, it mm. just. The kits, they, kits. They were, the kits they were, baggy, were superb, but they weren't as baggy as early nineties.
0: Yeah, and almost every nation had a solid shirt,
1: banging kit. The mm. templates, every, I think, it just they felt unique. I mean, mm. this one itself, obviously collar again with a bit of a dropping, dropping V neck. Mm. I see on this Unusual. Columbia shirt. In terms of the material, and and color. I do <laughs> see little pin, like little holes. It was, like, yeah, little holes in it. Yeah, so. I
0: guess they probably would have said like it was super high tech, breathable. Back then. Movable yeah. like <laughs> fabric bit of aircon and you got like the
1: 3d numbers i
0: love the 3d numbers it's the numbers are ah. embossed with their uh like felt
1: Fe- oh i don't know about felt though it gives me goosebumps it's a bit weird yeah ah! so it's almost it like velour, go,
0: ah! which kind of suits how smooth valderrama was um yeah, you, and you the... can feel his name you can feel the numbers it's, it's, Columbia it's official cool
1: merchandise stitched right at the back of the shot the that's what you want you want the official merch yeah. and the Copa Mondial uh, FIFA Francia 98 ah. stitched under the badge. Beautiful. It's specific. beautiful, man.
2: Yeah. The, the, the Reebok as well. Reebok shirts. Bring it back. Uh, I, I mean, you know me, I had my, I've, got my, I've still got my chilli top. It's got the Reebok top.
1: Solid oh, the Reebok shirt. banging shirt. With a Reebok <laughs> and a Reebok yeah. kind of... It's
0: weird, weird that they don't make that many shirts, isn't it? Like yeah, like... The Reebok they make, one more... Remember, what, are they, what are they focused on? Training? Classics. 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 Reebok classics. Really, classics really, it? That's it. Yeah. Obviously, your mum was Jamaican
2: and Jamaica mm. wasn't... Night like, World woke up
0: yep the reggae boys of course what,
2: what was they wearing
0: they were wearing oh, um, kappa. kappa kappa and I've got, I've got that shirt as well and it's got a sort of it's got the black gold and green like sort of yeah it goes like that it's a weird sort of like oh. c- almost C shape arc mm. kind of thing there the home and away are perfect inversions yes. so the the home is is yellow of course with the black gold and green C but then the away is green green and mm. then they take the green out of that Rich, bit and that. it's just
1: that shirt, I've They're got at the home.
0: They're so sick. I think it's... And so rare to, to find one online. Is, it's going to cost you.
1: I'd say one of the greatest shirts made.
0: Yeah. Jamaica night, yeah, it's one yeah, of the yeah. greatest mm. shirts made. And I'm so glad that we had it in that year that we were we qualified. Because so, any other so, good so kits we've had would have been wasted. So uh, you
2: were still you in Jamaica,
0: right? Oh, oh yeah. 100%. As a hundred percent, and and England.
2: As, as an African, we, uh, I was hoping you lost everything. <laughs> really? Oh, Why? Because them times I was in school, 98. Ah, it was the Africans yeah. West Caribbean's friendly. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Friendly like beef. Com-
2: yeah, friendly beef. Country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was, a, I think Robbie L grabbed a great header, mm. and he did a a, 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 did a, a salute. A, it's a, a serious celebration, and we're like, ah. Oh. But yeah, it was it was always <laughs> like Nigeria versus Jamaica, man. So.
0: But well, like we said, man, that World Cup was, was, was leg- legend. I think we'll be back in Jamaica because mm. football's becoming so international now. Mm. And you see players like Leon Bailey, like donning it in in, in Germany, donning it over here, you know, like, they're, they're not a joke anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I, and it's just gonna take a while. Oh, you agree they were a joke before. Just just for my African friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. When I say joke, I mean, like, they, their players weren't playing in leagues that, you know, are yeah, going to yeah. make you better. The mm-hmm. Premier League, obviously, is, is crazy. So, the more Jamaicans we've got, plus the new push, you look at Ghana, hardly any of them players are Ghanaian. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? They're all like born here, born in Germany, born in Norway. But, like, the coaches are smart. They're like, Who's even a little bit Ghanaian? Let's get them. And once the Jamaican Football Federation starts clocking mm. that as well, look at all the sick players we've got here that are probably half Jamaican or both their parents are Jamaican. They're wicked, but they're never going to get in the England team. I
1: don't understand why you can't play for two countries. Because why are you being... Why in this? Why are we being made to choose a country? Like Why can't Sterling be like, you know what, got, got qualifies for Jamaica and then I'm going to play for England as well. And the World Cup, if the Jamaica game is like you treat it
0: like yeah, a lone yeah. so you treat it like a loan situation. you has got Jamaica, England is a parent international team, yeah. so his parent team would be England. Yeah, and then his his team of yeah. like ch- cultural Culture, choice yeah, 100%, 100%. yeah, that's a very interesting why concept. Not?
1: Like, why not? Why does it have to be like, nope, only one. But I mean, you can just
0: treat it like a loan if they ever meet on a competitive.
1: Yeah, and maybe stage. if it's a competitive stage, they meet one half one,
2: one half the other.
0: But how many times... Ah, <laughs> no, go Come on. But I was with you up until that point.
2: But how many times do they... The thing is, they rarely meet.
0: Man. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh,
2: Jamaica don't really get England... Uh, I, I don't think England and Jamaica will ever be... In yeah, the like Z- Zaha could do
0: the same. Like yeah, Ivory Coast. Ivory Coast
1: Island. and England. Or maybe at least like, extend it to a certain age. Like, they may get quite young where you have yeah. to decide. Because at
0: the moment, it is allowed. Before... Before
1: 21. I think
0: before 21. Before you've made a senior appearance. Senior appearance. Mm. Well, actually, I think you can even make three senior appearances yeah. or something. they so if you get out of favour Because Diego Costa country. definitely played I don't know for Brazil. He yeah, 100%.
1: Yeah, he just went, I'm going to Spain. he was Spain. just like, I'm going to Spain. Have you ever been to a World Cup? I've actually been to one. I've
0: never business. been to a World Cup <gasps> game of any sort. I've been to one World Cup qualifier. And you know what it was? What? The Wally with the Broly. Oh, Great England. We got knocked out. You
1: that's your only I was
0: at, that's the only only competitive England game I've ever been to. Oh my okay. god. How and was I that? J- I went there thinking of course this is this is going to be a celebratory night. And it was so painful.
1: Was it? England lost in the rain. Like oh, lost ones. in the
0: rain. Steve, McLaren, Steve standing McLaren standing McLaren there with, with the, the umbrella. With the yeah. It was just like it was an iconic night in many ways mm-hmm. and an unforgettable night in many ways, but to have that as your only England experience when I'm like a, I'm like one of those suckers that's a massive England fan. And I think that's partly due to being a Palace fan. You know, okay. all my Arsenal mates, Liverpool mates, Man U mates, like they're like, why do you love England so much? And it's like, because I'm not you. You <laughs> lot have something to celebrate over mm. the years. You win stuff. Mm. You play in the Champions League. It's easy for you not to be an England fan. Do you know what I mean? If you're a Palace fan or a, a fan of a team in the, you know, to, uh, uh, League One or something like that down in the lower divisions England's like your Champions League yeah you know what I mean you're seeing your guys play against the best in the world yeah uh, in the biggest competitions in the world the Euros and the World Cup and a lot of the so flags different. That's you look at the flags when you go up when They'll you be go like to the games Pompey on tour yeah Burnley. On tour. Burnley. <laughs> do you know what I mean it's, it's like our our way of experiencing football at the highest level England if you're, if you're, if you're a Liverpool fan you don't need that mm. Mm not saying they don't, but I'm saying that's the difference. Yeah,
1: no, I agree completely, completely.
2: What yeah. was your thoughts on the conspiracy, though, at the 98 World Cup? I mean, there was rumours that, um, you know, Brazil, France in the final. Oh, and what, the um, what Ronaldo the conspiracy? Thing? The UFO. Well, apparently, there was a UFO that, they're keeping it on the wraps that landed at the training ground at like Brazil, and hence why Brazil was sick and, you know, France won
0: 3-0 convincingly. Is, is he asking me this <laughs> with a serious face? Wait, what Seriously, the hell are you talking it's conspiracies. about? It's I didn't about know it Brazil was a team. UFO
2: conspiracy. But have I never that's, heard the UFO. I watched the, the conspiracy by that yesterday, 17 views. So maybe 17 just, views, yeah. so it could be could be true. Yeah. Because the aliens <laughs> could, could have put true. that conspiracy
1: up themselves.
2: Do you remember but do you yeah. remember Brazil in that final? Do you remember though? Yeah. Yeah. It was do you remember how weird it was? It was, it was a sudden they just didn't perform. It was a was like space jam when Michael Jordan lost his powers. <laughs> <laughs> but you know yeah. with Ronaldo.
0: Brazil, Brazil are an emotional team, you know, just to bring it back to like Earth. Um, Brazil are an emotional team and psychologically things can happen to that team that don't happen to anybody else because they are considered the greatest international team on the planet. Which bears a lot of weight in every competition, be it Copa America or World Cup, right? And you saw another sort of unidentified flying object in the Brazil World Cup that flying object being Thomas Muller and friends. Beating, beating them 7-1. That was crazy. In their own country. That was sad to it's, watch. It was It was like... Painful.
1: Let's go on to the third kit. They're talking about World yes, Cups. Yes,
0: that's World Cup related. The unforgettable
1: one. You know, mm. you have chosen, which I think is interesting, you've chosen an England warm-up kit from the World Cup 2018. A warm-up kit is not one that we've had yet. Yeah, yes it's not...
0: It's, I mean, technically, there might be people who are big fans of this show who say, well, that's not a kit. It shouldn't be on here. It's a kit. It but a kit's a kit's a kit. That's mm-hmm. the way I see mm-hmm. it. And training kits are a weird one because it's every now and again, you'll see something where you're like, wait a minute, that's better than our home kit. kit. Yeah. What? Like, look at that. Did you see the kit that Arsenal, Arsenal brought out before, yeah, just yeah. before Carnival? That, uh, it literally, with it, I saw it online. I was like, that's going to be everywhere tomorrow. It was. And, and I, I came out of my house the following day. Every kid had the, the Jamaica Arsenal shirt. In London, anyway. I'm sure it's spread outside of London, even. And this was a little bit like that. I saw it on telly. I was like, what is that? It was, you know, where it really registered was that bit where, that game where Harry Maguire kissed his girlfriend. Yeah. Was he wearing the a training kit? And he was wearing it. Yes. And I was like, it's a beautiful moment, number one. Number two, what is that kit? Mm. And why has it got like palace colours on it? I'm like, this top is is winning (laughs) me over. And then I watched it a couple more times. I was like, nah, I have to buy that top. And funnily enough, there must have been a lot of football fans thinking the same thing. Because once I got mine, it was just sold out everywhere. And I think it was a reflection of two things. One, the quality of the kit. Um, but Two, the feeling around England at that time, which was... The best I'd felt and maybe the best the country had felt about the team since 98. Yeah, there was a certain um, unity, wasn't there? There was a unity and, and there was there didn't seem to be any of these big egos in the squad, like overbearing characters. It felt like a, an, a bunch of young guys. There was no like old like war horses like dragging us across the line. It felt like a bunch of g- young guys who'd grown up under Southgate, respected the sort of team ethic. And they were just immediately easier to like. Mm. And we had the unicorns, do you know what I mean? It felt like it was that time where, ironically with all the horrible racism stuff that we had with the Euros afterwards, it felt also like a sort of diversity exercise. It felt like it united, if mm. anything, black and white people and people from different backgrounds to see all these boys being such apparently good mates. Yeah, I almost feel like that
1: one felt more United than the Euros. Maybe absolutely what it did. Absolutely it did. Just felt like it was in Russia as well because of what happened in Russia with the Russia fans in Marseille.
0: Yeah, crazy. It was sort
1: of like England fans weren't really going there. It felt yeah, sort of very yeah. distant. Yeah, I was there actually for the whole month. Oh, so really? I was at a Columbia game So you well. know, yeah. Like so Croatia. It was beautiful, man. It was beautiful um, seeing them do well. So,
0: yeah, it, the, the top has a lot of good memories for me. But, yeah, the, the main thing is the aesthetics. I just think it's really stylish. Like, I, yeah. I, I'll i just wear it. Like, I'd wear this white tee. Do you know what I mean? I, I love it. And it'll always get a comment. People be like, oh, that was the top that year. Oh, we should have made the final. You know? And and it's, it's not the same as the... 98 feeling, or the 1990 feeling, or the 96 feeling, where it's like, Why didn't we make the final? Like, why didn't we? Oh, we should have been there. Yeah. It's more like, uh, if we were a bit better, we would have made the fight. We never would have beat France, but yeah. what, what, a, what a world cup, you know what I mean? So it's all fond memories.
1: Well, look at the England manager, though, the, the ladies' manager, and I go, I believe you.
0: Oh, my I just God. believe
1: her. Like <laughs> yeah. She looks like someone. I just be like, she's, just,
0: she's got like,
2: she's got like authority. sort
0: of female water white vibes. Mm. Like, she just looks like she's about her business. Mm. She's gonna get it done.
1: But I look at um, Southgate, Southgate mm-hmm. sometimes. I look at him and I go, if I was a top tier footballer getting paid a bit of bit of bit, would I really... He's grown up. I don't.
0: But, I, I think he's great as a guy and mm. mate. He's a lovely man. Yeah, he really is. And Sometimes I, just I, I love to believe that he's got that killer instinct. I just, I just, I can't always see I can't see him chewing people out when they need chewing out. I'm not sure. You
2: yeah, think he's too lovely, maybe?
0: He's maybe too lovely.
2: Yeah. But I, I thought that about Arteta when I watched the documentary. Yeah, true. I was like, but the thing is, I think guys like that, when they shout and their voice gets squeaky, you can't take it seriously, <laughs> you, that's one thing you can't do is shout <laughs> on your voice. You know I mean? I think Southgate's got the squeaky voice, man. When yeah. it shouts. I think but, it has why to. did you do that with me? Yeah, you? yeah, oh. we, yeah. You can't but who it knows, who knows? Who knows? If England win the World Cup in Catano, what happens? Like, so, what, I don't understand, the Premier League just resumes Because we, we're
0: going to need six months know. to party. Well, I've got to do my Christmas <laughs> shopping as well. There's so much to do. No one going to do
2: their Christmas shopping, will no. they? <laughs> how do you? Mm. like 22nd you win the world cup wait 20. hold on do you remember when um the, the euros they said if england win it something about there's there gonna a, be a bank holiday yeah there's gonna, think gonna it be was a, a bank holiday.
1: holiday that was mad in the euros though i remember like carnaby we all we'll get, we'll get
2: paid doubled on payday or something like that buses getting broken into <laughs> <Like
1: that. laughs> oh no gas bills we get 20% off gas bills
2: 20% off gas bills
1: and december's an expensive month electricity bills
2: go down if england win it in qatar <laughs> <laughs> for real i like that's, that's
0: that's what it should be. Yeah, <laughs> nah. yeah. we'd all be literally gassed. So
2: the final shirt is the named one. Mm. So it's a shirt where
0: you pick a player's name that you have on the back of your shirt. Mm-hmm. And you went with... I went with the legendary uh, fresh Vince of Hilaire, Vince Hilaire, um, who played for Palace um, in my dad's era, you know, his 70s. Early '80s. So, people, this is a 1982 home kit. What position um, was he? He was a he was a winger, right? Uh, in the very much in the sort of Zaha mold, and very much in the tradition of Palace. Mm-hmm. We've never really, you know, they talk about false nine like it's a new thing. We've always had a false nine. We've never really had. So he's meant to be in the Tempest a focal earlier, point, and you've you had a false yeah, nine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we've nine. never we've <laughs> never really had like a focal point, mm. big number nine who gets like you know, 20, 25 plus a season. The closest we got was the right and bright partnership, which was a dovetail thing. Big man, little man, kind of, you know, com- combining those goals. But the the, the real Palace tradition is, is, is set in tricky wingers, hugging the bylines, unsettling defences, unsettling midfields, and even switching sides, you know, uh, another sort of Hilaire, uh, Peter Taylor, um, tradition it's, it's a weird thing how clubs have this kind of DNA that, that, that carries on regardless of the managers, regardless of the players, the, the clientele. Um, but Palace always had that. And, and Vince was like, in my mind, like the first sort of modern kind of superstar of, of, of Palace, you know, like the, the one all the kids wanted to be, the coolest guy, the best Afro, the best look, you know, um, and and just the best skills. He was like an actual baller, like a modern day baller. I mean, this, this is the first player I've seen with, you know, an old school afro. I mean, that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Hairstyle and he was... kept he, it was never picky as well. He he kept it. He kept that afro tight. Well, the kit itself um, is, is beautiful. The kit is sick. Beautiful uh, the, kit. In the seventies, we changed our kicks. Used to be sort of like Clara, a bit more like uh, West Ham mm-hmm. or, or Burnley, Villa. That was more like the old Palace colours, but um, it was uh, Malcolm Allison, Malcolm Allison, who who managed us in the early 70s. He was the one who created the red and blue stripes, based on the blaugrana. So he he wanted it to be like Barcelona. So that we play like Barcelona. Uh, it's tidy, though. It's tidy. But the, yeah, but yeah. the, but the, 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 the that, that white trousers. that home kit variation is a, is a nod to an, a much much older kit kit mm. from the you know uh, the early days of the 20th century. And even a badge is like where we'd have a sash down the front and white, so it'd be a claret and blue mm. sash and white. And you'll see that kit come back in various iterations right up to the modern day.
1: Spurs so Park has
0: an atmosphere. It has the atmosphere, bro? Which for the prem, especially,
1: you know, we've sort of, I'd say, lost a bit of atmosphere. Over I'm the last biased, years.
0: but I would say we're we're in the top three in the Premier League. I yeah. think us Liverpool, maybe there's only two.
1: I would add Nottingham Forest.
0: Forest, I've not, I've not been. So yeah, I it been, seems good. It seems, seems good on telly, yeah, but also, that also could be that they're just excited that yeah. they're in the Premier League. I don't know. Mm, Forest what? fans will say, we talk about it's like that every week in the championship. Okay, bro. But was it always <laughs> like that at South House
1: Park, even when you were going when you were young?
0: South House Park was always noisy. Yeah, and you know, in the like 30s and 40s, you get 100,000 people there. Do you know what I mean? Just oh. in, imagine that. In yeah, South House Park, current yeah. South House Park. Yeah, yeah, it'd just be this huge mound, you know, and so there'd be people, there was no sort of limit to the amount of people you get there. Uh, uh, and then the fan base dropped off completely and we're just building it back now. Um, and I think now you're seeing for the first time in, in you know probably 50 years kids who want to be Palace fans. Kids. If you're a Londoner and you're a kid, why would you support Palace? You, you can just pick anyone. Pick, pick Tottenham, pick Arsenal, pick Chelsea, pick oh. the, the London teams that are in the Champions League. The best League. teams. Yeah, mm. pick the best teams. And you just say, well, I'm a Londoner. Mm. But now, if you're a South Londoner, you're not going to support Millwall. Do you know what I mean? You're not going to support Fulham, you're not going to support Charlton, you're going to support the best South London team, Palace. But do you think that. But that's even, we're even elevating from there. We're looking to be the best team in London eventually. But do you think that stems from, you know, Crystal Palace sticking to the youths, like Zaha and Mitchell coming through? It, I mean, we're the, us and Southampton are the last two Premier League top flight clubs, mm. you know definitely in England, maybe in Europe, that is still so tightly linked to creating talent from the local area, which means we're constantly in tune with the community. So kids who live in South East London know all about Palace because there's either been opportunities for them to play or try out or through the foundation, which I work with, there's opportunities to do other things for young people. You know, so Palace is, is very, very, very involved in Southeast London and, and Croydon. You know, there's that production line element, there's that community element, and all these things combine to create an atmosphere that's quite unique. And also we're we're always the underdog. Whoever we play with underdog. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So we always feel like it's a big game. It's a big game. So we need a big game atmosphere and we're Gonna outsing you, home or, or away, because a lot, the lot of away fans are amazing, and you, you hear you, any game you watch, you'll hear the away fans going, "Is this a library?" That's just away fans are by their very nature fanatics. They're, they're like the they're, they're the maddest guys because they, they, they go home and away, so mm-hmm. they're obviously gonna be louder. Then and and when you're at home, it's just like, yeah, okay, you guys, yeah, well done, you're loud. So for us, our pride is in no, we're gonna be like away fans at home as well. You know what I mean? We're gonna drown everyone out because
1: there is that little ultra section I've mm-hmm. yeah. created at. I forgot yeah. it's
0: called Yeah it's in the Homesdale it's the yeah. lower Homesdale It's mad actually because they, they used to be in the the corner of the Homesdale and it's a bit more central and higher up now but used to be in in the far left corner yeah. of the Homesdale next to where the away fa- fans used to sit uh, in the half it's insane to have them that close to the Fanatics. now the away fans like in most clubs are uh, by the sort of family and yeah. the yeah. other, do you know what I mean? In the corner there, or if you're like Manu or Newcastle, just stick them up. <laughs> put him in the top course. sky. Can't even see them. They <laughs> never even see them on telly You
1: don't hear them or we'll see them.
0: Yeah, when you see your team score against United <laughs> or Newcastle, yeah, they're, they're always just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that. And you're like, where's the fans? I want to see the. I want to see our fans. In other European
1: countries, they put them in cages sometimes. Yeah, cages, yeah. nets, and man. the plastic, the plastic yeah, things yeah, yeah. as well. Probably good for noise prevention as well,
0: actually. Yeah. Also, I think it's a small ground, so yeah, sound yeah. sort of echoes, reverberates around a bit more. Therefore. You look at these amazing new grounds, uh, like the Emirates and, 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 and Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, like, they're incredible stadiums. Tottenham is good. But it's, it's, it's hard, like West Ham, London Stadium, it's harder to get like a sort of cacophony of noise, yeah. like, you know, because it's just being released <laughs> into mm-hmm. the ether. <laughs>
1: But you recently did an advert, didn't you?
0: Oh, great advert! Yeah, that it was with me working with Palace the foundation Palace. again. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I I, I wrote it and directed it, directed it, oh. and produced it. Um, oh, amazing!
1: Sing the theme tune, write the theme tune. Did
0: everything, man, and um, it was spe- it was a special thing for me to do because you know obviously there's no money in it. I'm doing the opposite. I'm trying to raise money, you know, for the, for the Crystal Palace Foundation. We're trying to raise a million pounds in three years. Um, I had access to all the players um, and, and Big Pat Vieira as well. So I just needed to come up with a concept of something funny, something lighthearted, to get a serious point across. Because I didn't want to do the, you know, like,
2: oh, I'm Olivia Coleman, I've got no makeup on, please raise some money. Like, I'm really... Do you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Mm.
0: I could do that, but it's like, football's enter- entertainment, you know? So I thought there's, there's got to be a funny way around, like, raising money. For a serious cause. The cause by the way is you know uh, deprived young people in South London and then I I, I was a youth worker for 10 years so it's kind of it's a perfect fit me being Mm. a part of it and the tagline all I had to go on was um, made in South London like things that people that are made in South London talent made in South London and we've got all this South London talent so I, I imagined like Palace players, actual Palace players, um, if they weren't, you know, doing football, like what would their talent be? You know, um, so I made these suggestions to the club, and they went for it. I wanted to have like Joel Ward as a greengrocer, um, Mark Gahey as a lollipop man. <laughs> uh, I initially wanted I got Eze as a barber, and I initially wanted Zaha. Um, what did I wanted to do? I think it was either a window cleaner. Or uh, Jesus, uh, bus, busking, busking. <laughs> and he was just like, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing, I'm not what, doing He, not said, doing he that. said, no. He yeah, said, he was no. He's like, no, 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 I'm not doing, not doing that. So in the end, with Wilf, I was like, all right, let's have Wilf be an uh, Uber driver. And you get to drive your own car and you don't have to get out of your car. And he was like, cool. So that's why the Wilf scene is so funny. Like, <laughs> I'm ordering an Uber Lux and I think it's my car, but it's actually Wilf playing Wilf. In his own car. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the others were were very, very gay. Like Mark Gahey was like so good at in fact at him him and Ward, but Mark Gahey loved being a lollipop man so much that he like by the end he was actually like stopping traffic and talking to l- little kids. Like it's <laughs> amazing. And Joel Ward was so natural as a greengrocer that he actually a uh, queue formed. And he, ha- he didn't know what to do, like, and they wanted to buy the bananas. And he was like, oh. And the guys who owned the stall that we were shooting at like, gave him money for change, gave him a plastic bag, and he actually sold some fruit. To that <laughs> I was like, this is just... <mwah."> it was an amazing day, a fun shoot, and um, the club was amazing with me. But it's just another example of how community. close everybody is. Yeah, like, it's a community um, club, in it? Yeah. Like, I've just always looked at these players as these untouchable, unapproachable, like, enigmas. (laughs) And then I met Patrick Vieira, and he's just the loveliest man. That's that's my legend. You know, I just just, chat to Mark Gahey. Mark Gahey was so gassed to meet me Mm. because he was like, oh, you made my childhood. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I used to watch the Four O'Clock Club, which was like a children's show that I created. And I thought, oh, my God, of course. Like, I think of Mark Gahey as a big man. Like, I think of him as my older, this incredibly strong physical guy who can marshal the game. He's 21 years old. He's a child. Yeah. 10 years ago, he was watching Four O'Clock Club on CBBC with me starring in it. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? I love it's that. like, Crazy, yeah. oh my God, of course. Yeah. Like, you guys are
2: kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're kids. Yeah. You see them you just
0: presume they're older. Yeah. 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 So it was, it was eye-opening in lots of ways. But the, the nicest thing about it was just chatting with my heroes and realising that they're just like you. They're just normal people doing a job. The difference is they're doing a job that they love and they put their heart and soul into it. Mm-hmm. And they know that it means a lot to other people. No, I'm with you, yeah. man. Because I went, I went to the Palace and Arsenal first
2: game and I was thinking about going to every Palace game. But I noticed something when I, when I went to Arsenal's Park. First of all, I felt like if I go into Sainsbury's, <laughs> and go out the back door, and mm. I end up in the stadium. Yeah, it's insane. And secondly, where every time, where we're sitting, there's all these poles. Yeah, yeah. That yeah the restric- there's Structed lots view. of restrictive views. I taking view. a corner.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, other, the, the other amazing thing, I mean, we're redesigning it, and obviously it needs redesigning it. The yeah. other amazing thing is, it, 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 not only do you get a pole, like say you're sat in um, uh, in the in the Glazers, like you don't you get a massive pole you can't see around. If you're sat towards the back, the roof is so sloping <laughs> that you can't see the other side of the pit. You can only see half of it. <laughs> like what if you're behind That's... the pole and at the back? That's the start. You can could, could see like, you see like little bits of pitch. It's like, it's mental. <laughs> That's
1: amazing. That adds a bit of flavour, doesn't it? Yeah. But yeah, it's a special though. place. We're speaking about community a little bit. Um, there's an honourable mention. We haven't had that so far in the mm. show. There is an honourable mention for the Grenfell Athletic Shirt of 2020.
0: Yeah, I just thought, I can't go on a show about, I mean, I talk about Grenfell all the time, Mm -hmm. first and foremost, because it's it's my local area. The devastation, the ripple effect, the the effect that it's had on so many families is Mm mind-blowing. The lack of support from the government is also Mm mind-blowing. The lack of justice five years on is also mind blowing. So it needs, for me, it needs constantly talking about. But to be on the show about football kits and not mention it, I just thought that would just be sacrilegious. First and foremost, it's one of the cleanest kits it's I've seen like ever. Mm-hmm. Nike, the, the badge is deep with the creature swirling around the tower on the badge. It's like Nigerian green. It's, it's just the cleanest kit ever. But what it represents, mm-hmm. I was talking with Rupert, a guy who, who um, the founder, Grenfell Athletic founder, and um, I mean, he's one of the most inspiring people ever, that I've ever met, and you should look him up because he's also the only black Rupert that I've ever met in my life. <laughs> and the way he's got the community together <laughs> and to focus on something positive. Amazing. is just mm. so inspiring, and if you love football, Grenfell Athletic should be your second team. Like, everybody. Like, whoever your team is, there's not going to trouble you to have Grenfell Athletic as your second team. And the, this team is, is trying to become a professional team. Do you know what I mean? It will be. It's, and it, and I think mm-hmm. it will be because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a fascinating story. The first stage will be to be like a more of a cult team, like Dulwich Hamlet, like mm-hmm. one of them, you know, and and get like a real kind of intense following and, and like a. a some of these cult teams that you see, like they're, they're quite linked to like social yeah, like, yeah, 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 causes yeah. and whatnot. So I think that's a natural progression. And then eventually, inevitably, they'll become professional. And uh, But I think the vast majority of us, you know, our first team are big professional teams. So I don't think there'll be any... It's not like saying, right, I'm an Arsenal fan and my second team's going to be Spurs. Like, do you know what I mean? It's not going to be any like uh skin off your nose making um grenfell your second team and and the kit's so sick and it's affordable you should just get online and buy it go to the games you know and it's it's a shirt that creates conversation as well whenever i wear it sometimes people will just like spud me just in the street for wearing the shirt do you know what i mean Um, other times it creates a whole conversation Mm -hmm. when i wore it at carnival on the first day it Create constant conversation because we're 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 dancing in the shadow of the oh. tower itself, you know. Um, so yeah, that's why I just thought I have to mention it on the show because it's it's a show about kits and it is up there in my top ten favorite kits just aesthetically. Yeah, beyond what it stands for. So yeah, there you go.
1: Hopefully, more conversation, more justice comes <laughs> to light over the next. Mm. You know. Few, few years, I guess. Of
2: course, man. I mean, Dot Man, thanks for coming on, man. No, oh, it's oh, been a pleasure. I mean,
1: that was a, a great chat once again. Yeah, man. Had a great time. Absolutely. Thanks for coming Thank on. You, you know, Cheers. big up classic football shirts of for course. Yeah. sending us over
2: some of the kits. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been stripped, yeah. brought to you by William Hill.
1: Yeah, Dot Brown's out, man. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm going to have a little slip through the, the
2: shirts. <laughs> <So, laughs> Dot Brown's walking around. You can't take those shirts home, they're all mine. 18 plus, please that. gamble responsibly.